0: Welcome to the Get Offset Podcast. My name is Emily. I'm Joan of Heart. And we're here with Charles from Silk Tone. Silk Tone Amps. I got a fuzz right. pedal up there. Yeah. yeah. Prince is standing on it. Hippie Prince. <laughs>
1: that's that's the best person to be standing on one of my pedals.
0: Late, yeah. late career Prince. <laughs> Which, you know, he never really lost his swagger. Maybe a little bit in the late 90s. But uh, yeah. Uh, what were we going to talk about? Uh, my brain is broken. Oh, no, I hope someone else remembers. No, is
2: is there a warranty? Are there
0: parts? Wrong. Can we, Sorry, can we fix her. No. We are about two months away from Nam, yeah. and uh, yeah, so I my first Nam was last summer, and sounds like it's going to be the first time for both of you. Yeah. Okay. Oh, Yes, I am. I am looking forward to my first
2: uh, visitation at NAMM. It's been kind of like a dream of mine to experience that and this being it. And that means I get to see you in person, like really, really, oh, yeah. really we- like in person. Time, the both first of you. time yeah. ever. Yeah. <laughs> East meets <laughs> West.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it'll be cool. It's everyone always asks me every year. I mean, for the last few years that I've been in the industry, oh, like either uh customers or friends online are you going to Nam? are you going to Nam? and I always say no I'm not I don't have anything to it's so expensive and Mm. I always figured if I go I need to present because I have new stuff coming out but I was talked into going this time and just go to have fun and meet people and not present so I'm not dealing with any of the presentation crap I'm just
0: yeah
1: yeah just gonna go hang with friends
0: I think that's the best way to do it, honestly. Um, yeah, I'm going on a press pass. I mean, I've done Summer NAM a few times, and uh, and that well, Nashville NAM in Anaheim once, and right. everyone told me like it used to be a lot bigger. So I'm really curious to see if it's increased in size from where it was last year, or if it's going to maintain that slightly smaller footprint. I know people have like maps and stuff, listings in advance but uh i don't really uh know <laughs> yeah. um what to compare it to
1: what are you guys looking forward to seeing there the most are you going to check anything out in particular
0: It's the people you yeah. know I, i'm excited to, to hang out with some people maybe meet some new ones um yeah that's that's i think the best part is just getting a lot of people who are part of this community in the same room together a Great. big room. Maybe masked, maybe not. All I know is that I didn't get sick after last Damn, and I really appreciated not being sick. <laughs> That's good.
1: Did you mask up? Or...
0: Uh, yeah, I did actually. Oh, okay. um, that was when Andrew was on, so Andrew, Rick, my husband, and I all masked up pretty much the whole time. Andrew did get COVID, mm. which he talked about pretty, uh, pretty publicly. So I'm okay saying that uh, I didn't, but I got it after Gear Fest at Sweetwater. Oh, it God. sucked. Yes, yeah. it sucks. Uh, Got received from, but- from six to cycle home. Oh,
2: when sharing is not caring. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: No, I mean, eh, it's nobody's fault. It's not a moral failing, but it's just annoying. Right. To get yeah, it. I can't decide
2: yeah. if I'm gonna
1: master or not, just because it's it seems a lot less prevalent now. But I know it's not. I know it's still mm-hmm. around. And everyone it's
0: still kinda, around. Yeah,
2: yeah, it's still out there. I mean, I'm debating it on my end because, again, for me, uh, there's still a, you know, I just sent the test to it. I'm just trying to see whether, at least with my condition, whether I'm autoimmune or not. So I should kind of know beforehand. Mm-hmm. But I'm still on the fence of whether still masking which in florida i kind of have to (laughs) because no one cares here um but i'm again on the fence of like what situations in Nam am i going to mask for what situations will i not mask for so it's still that am i ready yet so i'll get to that point once we get closer to the date
0: but yeah
1: that's where i'm at just like situational just use your best judgment yeah
0: I kind of feel like I, I don't ever want to be in an airport again or an, on an airplane without, without a mask. Yeah. Because like I I used to get sick every single time I flew. Like yep. like clockwork. And I haven't really since, although uh I've had the flu on a plane apparently. Like uh when I was coming back from New York, I uh started feeling really sick about halfway through. It's like it just started mm-hmm. to hit me. That's like a that's a very long flight <laughs> so yeah. yeah but yeah uh i really don't recommend uh coming down with the flu midway through a flight especially the landing part is really hard when your ears are already kind of clogged i couldn't clear my ears and one of them completely blocked up and i was like deaf for a day in that ear it's really scary Ouch. yeah zero out of ten But hopefully I didn't (laughs) pass it on to anybody else. I mean, Rick never got it, so I think it was okay. But I was also at the Brooklyn Bowl for like four days straight with like 2,000 people. So I should have masked up.
1: Oh. Mm. Yeah, that's always weird. I've heard about... Because I got it for the first time last year and um, like mid last year. And my girlfriend you know, we're together constantly, we live together, and she didn't get it at all, we, as soon as I was, had symptoms, and found out I was sick, I, we isolated for, like, seven days, or whatever, and totally fine after that, and then a few months later, she got it, same situation, we were around people the night before, like, across the table from them, and then the next morning, she started feeling sick, tested, and was positive, we isolated, and nobody else got sick, so.
0: Yeah, I, I know that there's, we're doing this as a covid podcast. So I know there's asymptomatic uh tr- like you you can spread it asymptomatically. I do feel like it's rarer. Yeah. When I yeah. So but yeah. <laughs> Hopefully <laughs> nobody gets covid before <laughs> during or after nam. Hopefully. Yeah, and yes. that, what I'm excited for is since it's going to be in April, it won't be nearly as hot and apparently yeah. it normally it's a lot hotter in Anaheim even than it was last june when they had it uh so it wasn't terrible weather but it's going to be really nice i think being more of a normal temperature
1: yeah it gets crazy down there in in the summer and um we're so i'm staying with um we're all renting a house together but ryan from demos in the dark and then mark and sean from scythe guitars and brian from spruce effects and uh, Kai Brewster, the musician, and Ryan's friend and co-host of the, his After Dark thing, um, yeah. And we're they were all like, they're everyone stoked about a pool because there's a, a pool at the house, and they're like, "Well, fuck, it's going to be April. It's not going to be hot enough to swim or anything." I was like, "Dude, it's L.A. It'll be we'll be in the nineties probably."
0: So, I mean, it's the desert, right? So
1: yeah, it should like, be good. It,
0: it, yeah, I feel like at least. So, it looks like April, the average high is like 74 and the mm. average low is 54. I'd go swimming in 74 yeah. degrees in a desert. 74.
1: Yeah. And that's, yeah, it'll, it'll probably be a little hotter. Just,
0: yeah. These, uh, these, uh, a bunch of those guys are from the Midwest, like SIFE and is it SIFE Kansas City?
1: Kansas City, yeah.
0: So, I say even in like Kansas City and definitely in Minnesota, um, April, is definitely too early to go swimming, but Anaheim, I'd right. do it. Yeah. Because yeah. even,
1: I mean, even at 74, it's going to feel like 100 to them.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> so, true, because they yeah. are going to be coming from where someplace where it literally might be snowing. Yeah. It does snow in April sometimes, I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was kind of interested
2: and uh, as far as the heat goes, because I'm more, at least in Florida, we have more humid kind of heat. How is the heat like? Is it a dry kind of heat or is there some humidity in it's California? the desert? Yeah, it's, the it, desert. it's,
1: it's pretty dry. There's okay. there's humidity sometimes through California, but not. Yeah, it's pretty dry heat. Like I went to. Um, Where did I go? I was super shocked to go to Arizona one time and it was so hot and wet and humid and I thought it would be the opposite because it's that it's Arizona. But uh hmm.
0: yeah. Uh, yeah, I I feel like people tend to retire there partially because it's the, the low humidity is easier on the joints. And I know celebrities love LA because it the low humidity is better for the hair. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's weird how it affects you differently, like coming from a climate you're used to and going like even last uh, last summer, I went to Portland and um, we were I was drinking with uh, with Alex from mass uh, at um, just a bar he liked. And we were chilling We were. it was maybe like 50 degrees out, which I've I'm no stranger to 50 degrees. But at that time of year, I'm not used to it. and So I was like bone-shaking cold walking uh. back and he's like what's wrong with you dude and i was like dude, I'm, not, I'm not used to it being this cold right now i only brought you know a, a long sleeve i don't have a big jacket like all you portlanders
0: 50 degrees yeah. is t-shirt weather in ohio depending on the time of year right yeah <laughs> like if it's the spring it's like okay t-shirts that's it we're good no more no more winter clothes, just kind of like <laughs> gently shivering, like just too proud, way too proud to admit that maybe it's a little, little on the cold side. But my, my mom lives in South Carolina and my dad does too, but she comes out more. She always talks about like how how cold it is up here in like April. <laughs> like
1: Whoa. Yeah. In Sacramento Valley, like around that time when I went, it was like May or June. Our low is like 90. So, so it's like, yeah, this was not acclimated.
0: Uh, simply no. Thank you to uh, that weather.
1: Yeah, it's fucked.
0: I think I will pass. Yeah, uh, and then Joe wishing that she could wear her <laughs> coats more than yes, once, one day a once, year.
2: Yes, exactly. That's my joke. Like the one day of the year that I can go into my closet and just run my finger across all the coats and goes, "Who's the lucky one? Who's gonna be worn the one day out of the year?" And the thing is, with at least our Florida cold as much as like oh it's 50 we're all bundled up it's a different kind of cold because the humidity the moisture in the air penetrates your skin or your bones a little bit more to more drier areas because i've been in pennsylvania like which is more of a drier kind of winter and like when I was in college over there, I walked around 20 degrees, I was in shorts or whatever. Completely different than like Florida cold, which like, yeah, it's like I would tell people, if you stood next to like a riverfront, like how much colder it is, that's kind of the way like Florida cold would be. You feel it more.
0: Yeah, it's like the 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 cold air coming in off the, the yep. future sound a little bit. Right. Beaches are cold. Like the it gets windy for one and it's just the water.
1: No. Yeah, it'll shock. I, I um, I went to San Diego last year, and I was shocked. It was the first time I'd been to San Diego, and it was like seventy-two degrees out, perfect weather, sunny and warm. And I got, I was so shocked that I just from being on the beach all day, I got the worst sunburn I've ever had in my life. <laughs> I didn't think you that would happen at in seventy-degree weather, you know, but you're sitting on a beach with like glass sand and reflecting it's reflecting up right at back oh, up at you. it's like it the was, snow it, yeah right yeah the snow burns and stuff yeah.
0: Oh, yeah that's people people uh forget how atrociously sunburned you can get like skiing and stuff yeah it's like people are covering yeah they're covering their whole face because it's cold but also they don't want to get a sunburn a snow burn <laughs> yeah it's, that's it's messed up uh-huh. You guys got
1: any cool gear you bought recently or on your, uh, on your No, radar? but I
0: do have this. I, I plan on filming later today. The black bobbin boost. Nice. Ah, yes. That's cool. Yeah. And then I turn it around. It says old blood noise endeavors. And I was like, oh, my God. Did no. I just hold up the wrong pedal? <laughs> <laughs> I don't have anything secret for them right now anyway. Uh-huh. But I, I did have a moment of panic. But it's really cool. It has a, It has a built-in loop. It's a dual boost with a loop. So I'm gonna put a couple overdrives, distortions, fuzzes um, in that loop and see how it responds differently. Keep the keep the boost at the end for more volume, um, and then using the first boost to just drive things because it's just output. Yeah. Uh, really stoked on that. So they also Want sent them? me some coffee, and I had some of their pour over today. <sighs> it was really good.
1: Yeah, there's a few companies that also make coffee. <laughs> Yeah, I know that one and um, oh god, it, it's not coming to me but I know, there, I know there's more.
0: I don't know I if Stringjoy I I String makes coffee but uh, I do know that Scott loves coffee. Mm. He and I yeah. were trading coffee for a while. Let's see. Under accessories, no coffee. Shocked. Well, Missed so, opportunity. There's, there's so many good roasters in Nashville they could uh, partner with.
1: Yeah. I had to get into that silk tone coffee. It's the silkiest aftertaste. Smooth Smooth smooth. and silky. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Silky, smooth coffee.
1: My uh my dude asked me the other day, talking about boosts and drives and stuff, um, what my favorite drive pedal was.
0: Mm.
1: And and I said, um, the kind in your car that gasses you to the store (laughs) to buy a real amp and guitar.
0: Those are important. <laughs> someone asked me no, what I said,
1: a real amp and p90s is what I said. Yeah,
0: p90s do it. Uh, I was talking to someone and they were asking me about like the, the guys from the hold steady their boards. And at the time, I just seen tads, so I'm like, uh, they're like, what kind of drive does tad have? I'm like, he doesn't seem to. It's just like a bunch, he's like four boosts on that pedal board. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so ah, uh, you know you got a good amp and you want to drive it, you know, you spend a lot of money for an amp and then you're just going to not use it to its full advantage. Right. When I get it, it's kind of, it can be hard to drive those things if they're big and loud, but not all amps are big and loud. Are they?
1: Yeah. You got to push that. uh, Yeah. Push that first tube. That's, that's what all those pedals are about.
0: Mm -hmm. But we got some small amp options these days. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And recently, one more into the world, the Micronaut, which I, I actually do like that name a lot. Like Thanks, a cosmonaut or an astronaut.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> yes, because you got the Astro. Mm-hmm. But uh yeah, can you tell us a little bit about the Micronaut? It's an amp, it's a drive, it's a pre, it's a DI, it can do clean and it can do dirty.
1: And it can do base.
0: Ooh. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. The I need to market that more. Um, but it's confirmed. Yeah, I I wasn't sure how much I wanted to push that because I wasn't sure how much shit I would get from basis. But um I've sent a few okay. out to basis now and they're like, dude, this thing fucking rips. <laughs> like so Does Hondo
0: uh, does Hondo, Hondo Felder, yeah.
1: yeah. Hondo it's Hondo approved. He's he's doing a nice. demo for it. So Perfect. Hondo that. was just texting me uh yesterday. It was like, dude, I, I know I already told you, but This thing is incredible. (laughs) It's my new favorite bass (laughs) DI and everything. So yeah, it's cool. The Micronaut, um, it started as a little, it started way different with a different exotic tube and everything. And then it kind of went through a few variations and landed on the 12 H7 and EL84. So it's a little four watt guitar amp, but the special thing about it is the transformer we used and, um, We designed it's something that had never been done before in the guitar world, I think. And me and Brian Sowers were talking about it, and he developed a it's a tertiary winding. So instead of just the secondary winding that drives a speaker, there's a whole isolated second winding that drives just a line out. So it uses a reactive load to maintain the response of a normal amp when a speaker is plugged in so even when a speaker is not plugged in it the tube sees a speaker still like in a passive load and sends it to the line out so it doesn't sound you guys know how it sounds when you plug your guitar straight into a di and like yeah it it works but you got to put a bunch of filters on it to make it sound like a normal amp and yeah yeah so this, you don't have to do that. You can use IRs and stuff if you want to and it'd get a different effect, but it'll it'll maintain that natural amp vibe, even going straight into a DAW. Um my favorite thing is to drive it into another amp and use it as as like a drive or a boost or something. And it's <laughs> it's it's awesome that way. Yeah, That'd be
0: really I'd cool. Th- I'd I'd love to try one out.
1: Yeah, I'll get I'll get one sent to you guys to try out. I was hoping to do it before the podcast, but we're so backlogged that it, i i was able to do it but it wouldn't have made it in time so
0: no i you know mean what, again you. it's cool dude uh like i honestly i i've i've really slowed my role a little bit just because of the elbow and the wrist injuries so i'm just trying to take it kind of easy but uh yeah i if you'd sent it i might not have even been able to get to it to be completely oh, honest okay
1: dude. all right yeah it worked out then
0: it did it did no no nobody needs to rush me anything because it's i have a to-do list and i am uh chipping away at it versus right. trying to just pile through it i was so bummed earlier in the year like after i fell i had the whole week off after and i was going to do so much and then i'm just like i i can't lift a soda like i Damn. can't lift a, a can of pop so uh yeah it's uh <sighs> I did play a lot of Pokemon though, so yes, Pokemon Go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. It's been um, a journey. On I don't walk, know if Charles like... does Pokemon Go uh, nice. on my phone. I know there's an <laughs> right. app. There's a watch app, isn't there?
1: Right. Or on your walks, I was saying when you. Oh, walk. oh yeah. And, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's got me walking a little bit more too. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a, yeah. it's just stupid fun that it's a at the same time it's a game that hurts my feelings more than it absolutely <laughs> could. It's like this is a game for children and it's hurting my feelings. <laughs> right,
1: right. The uh, I remember when it first came out, um we were <laughs> when it first came out and everyone was playing it and everyone was talking yep. about it. Um my girlfriend was playing it a lot and <laughs> I remember one time we were sitting on the porch and a woman pulled up across the street from us and across the street from us was just like a hedge full of like bushes and everything. And she stopped and got out and was on her phone and was like looking in these bushes. And my girlfriend was like, what is she doing? And I was like, she's probably fucking playing Pokemon Go and doesn't know what's (laughs) happening. She's, she's looking for Squirtle or something.
0: Yeah, actually physically looking (laughs) for them. Where is it? It says it's right here. yep that's yeah.
2: that's about the same thing. Like I think it was this week. Carlos was like, Yeah, we can walk down it's like, this is a dark alley. Why am I following you? The Pokemon is not worth this.
0: <laughs> no, every single night. Uh, Without fail, there's like something rare and exciting in the cemetery by my house. Like there is no way in hell I'm going to a cemetery after dark to catch a jinx or whatever. I don't care. You,
2: Barbara, look, there's one
0: now. Oh God, it's like spooky, haunted, and the the best part is like there are there's like four there's like two gyms and like three stops. And this is a Pokemon Go podcast now, but uh, like like. Literally a third of the cemetery is roped off because it's like collapsing. <laughs> like, it's like <laughs> no. it's not even a particularly safe cemetery to be sending oh, people to. Yeah. It's like, oh my God. That reminds Just me of me a... and the, I'll be I'll be among them soon.
1: <laughs> Have the you space. guys seen advertised online like um th- like an Alice in Wonderland adventure in your own city or anything like that? You've seen that? Yeah, I, did I thought it. you did it.
0: I did okay. it. Yes, okay. I've done it.
1: We should share experiences then, because okay, mine mine was terrible. Oh
0: no! <laughs> what is it? Is
1: it the? It, what, I forget what, 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 what it's I
2: called. Is it, it a yeah, it's it, it's kind of like an open, it, like in an area. You go into like a city. In your local, I guess, neighborhood. Mine was like 30, 40 minutes away. But you're walking around all the streets. And I went through every back alley construction area. Like, all the unsightly, like, areas for us to walk through. And you're solving riddles. And you're trying to save Alice from having her head taken off. So, like, you're going to these points and then collecting, like, data so that you basically solve... And find the key before you know Alice gets bit
1: <laughs> yeah it
2: it High was pressure
1: not advertised that way (laughs) when i when we signed up for it i thought oh that'll be cool i'll surprise my girlfriend and and we'll do that because she loves alice in wonderland and the advertising is like oh for one weekend only we transform your streets into the world of wonderland and this and that so we're thinking and they show all these photos with like (laughs) actors and and staged you know props Mm -hmm. and everything and you go and they sent us to downtown sacramento and we got out and we're like, okay, what the fuck? Where, where's all this stuff? <laughs> and we see other people just kind of like walking around doing a thing on their phone. And we realized, oh shit, this is just kind of Pokemon go, but Alice in Wonderland. And, yep.
0: uh, it but like it that. was in
1: the middle of like, like the most rundown part of Sacramento, like right in the middle of tent city, basically where <laughs> we were, <laughs> we were going down these blocks and there are all these homeless encampments that, all of these like weird middle-aged white tourists were like disturbing. They'd get out of their tents and be like, Hey, can you guys like back, back up a little bit? And the angry white people were like, this is public property. We won't go anywhere.
2: yeah it was so, so ironic similar. it was
1: so it was so weird uh
2: it, yeah it was a, it was kind of a similar experience where we going to like the most shadiest parts of this yeah. downtown that was just like this is yeah kind of like pokemon go where you're solving riddles within the time frame right. but still it was just like i am walking in areas i will not be caught dead in i am glad i'm with other people walking around in yeah. costumes and cosplay but there's like no one else there <laughs>
1: yeah yeah It was bizarre.
2: That's
1: weird. I I don't recommend it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Zero out of ten. Would not do again. But you know, I you know, my mom was trying to do a nice thing that she got it for Christmas for like me and Carlos and I invited a friend. But yeah, yeah, um, you know, it it was an experience. I'll I'll say it's that. It's forty
0: dollars
1: it that it was very you do a annoying.
0: scavenger hunt on your phone <laughs> yep
1: yeah oh i was oh. pissed <laughs> it, was, it was it was ridiculous but Someone's i'll never forget one it in
0: Tampa. it was miserable <laughs> the gps yeah. and Aww. phone game no real items or interactions no. half of the gps hotspots where you're supposed to go to and stand to our next to clue have super tight tolerances oh so you yeah. have to be right there and it's yep like there's to be right okay there. okay, it was weird. okay. Yeah. we ended up giving up and instead went to get a pizza and a frosty cold beverage and sat and watched the other frustrated players wander around <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i saw those people yes yeah. what would that um, be like for guitar oh my god <laughs> Imagine. The NAM experience. Yeah. The NAM experience. <laughs> oh my god! Like oh you, you god. like wander around and collect different guitar cap- pedals But you also get like patch cables, and that doesn't oh sound good No, no, it wouldn't. It's, um, it's like rock styles. and roll fans. Yeah, it's like rock and yeah. roll fantasy camp, but like yeah. less fun. <laughs> yeah, you know, one,
2: one of, one of the, the things I wanted to uh, take it back to uh, topic-wise, I was talking with you, Charles, about the interesting aspect of taking the Micronaut and putting it through one side, let's say if you have a solid state, like I have a JC-40, and yeah. kind of running the Micronaut on one side of it, and then of course the other one going straight to DOS, So you have both the tube and the solid state mixed together, I thought that was an interesting, uh, I wouldn't have thought of that on my own, so I thought it was really great kind
1: of yeah uh... yeah that's it's i really like the what it opens up for like um yeah the whole di aspect of it or running mm. it into a solid state amp where you can you know you you can maintain the tone of the micronaut which is an amazing tube amp tone and you can crank it and get that you get that that's the other unique thing it's not like other lineouts where it, it's taken off the preamp section um you get the full power tube drive sound out of it. So anything you hear coming out, of, like if you plugged into a cab normally, um, if you take that line out signal and plug it in, you'll get that full tone still. So yeah, you can use that to drive into like a JC40 or a JC120 or or even like a twin reverb, a bigger tube amp. So you can, it, the line out volume works as a master at that point. So you can, get that huge tone out of a much more powerful amp if you need it in like a live situation or like you use your JC 40 to go into your DAW and record that way. So you okay. can do the micronaut into one half and get that tone. And then you have this cool stereo effect where it's, you know a blend of the on two yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah it's cool it opens up a lot of a lot of uses and
2: no i i thought so too when we were having that conversation because i yeah. know initially when i watched one of your interviews you like brought up that kind of scenario which i thought was interesting to think you know obviously because i have one uh one of the other things i want to ask you was you know what do you like most about the micronaut yourself and when you have when you had the idea and you first started to think about it you know what did you have in mind?
1: Mm. That's a good question. I haven't thought of since Heavy I started questions. doing it. Um the uh my favorite my favorite thing to do with it is just like I said, driving it into another louder amp, because <laughs> as much as I like small amps, when you're actually moving air and feel it in the room, I, I love it. So um, but it's so hard to crank it's it's hard to get a good tone out of those big, high wattage amps because you really have to put them to their limit. Push it. So I wanted, I wanted a, like fully, fully overdriven and saturated tube tone that you could reamplify at at any volume, basically, to depending what amp you plug it into. But my favorite way to use it is in mode two basically cranked all the way up with p90s it's so like fuzzy and saturated and you can like i said plug it into a 10 inch tab um and it still sounds huge i developed a 10 inch tab for it that's incredible everyone has loved it so far um
0: Wait, do not you, available. are you selling that Uh oh, yeah like, i love i love <laughs> speakers
1: it is it's available if you if you contact me it's just not on the website yet i haven't made enough to get around to all the retailers yet so i didn't want to put it on the website yet and i'm still kind of tweaking the speaker i've let a few out that i'm happy with but i'm it's still not an official thing um is it a yeah, 110
0: 210 it's a
1: 110 yeah nice. it's like a little 16 inch tube, basically <clears throat> with a, a 10 inch speaker that again that i'm developing with um with wgs we're going through all the it started as just a smaller version of the silk tone amp speaker and then i wanted more bass out of it and then i wanted more volume out of it so i actually kind of prefer it now to to the 12 inch um people ask me should i get the 12 inch cab or or wait for your 10 and i say "Ah, i have a few let me just send you the 10 because i've really been liking it that way so like i was saying um getting you know mode two fully cranked P90s out of a 10-inch speaker, or out of this 10-inch speaker anyway, sounds amazing. But taking that and leaving it that way, and then also taking that line out and driving into a silk tone amp or a JC40 and level matching to get kind of that stereo effect um, nice. with with modulation in the middle, that's that's my favorite thing to do with nice. it.
0: Yeah, I need to try just... it
1: with bass still, because <laughs> yeah. I, I haven't even tried it yet. <laughs>
0: It you was a happy, tried the ten I, speakers with bass.
1: Yeah, the ten inch speakers I haven't tried with bass. I've I've driven it direct with bass, but I haven't done what I haven't done yet with bass is um reamplifying it into a bass amp. Okay. So that that's what yeah. I Yeah.
0: I bet someone could at least do that for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm with it, you on the P90s. I I am falling more in love with P90s every time I play them. <laughs>
2: yeah, I st- yeah, I still need to explore them more.
1: Oh, it's mm-hmm. fun. I got my only P90 guitar is hanging behind me, the Abernethy up there. And uh,
0: yeah, I got the Freya.
1: There you go. Oh, sick. Yeah. Yeah. We're yeah, just pointing to our guitars. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, uh, I've, that's, I've been favoriting that like since I got it, it's been really cool. That's the one we, I did most of that demo, the, the Micronaut demo that we recorded here. I use that for most of it. That was cool. interesting. Recording a demo here was weird. Never done that before.
2: No, that I thought it was pretty funny because of course at the beginning, it was like, who the fuck do you think you are? <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. made me laugh.
1: <laughs> yeah. My dude, Ryan, uh, he threw that one at me just because he told me a few questions he would ask and yeah. then he curve dove ball. into it <laughs> Yeah, and then he, he curveballed it and then he was just joking around and he was like okay <laughs> i'll cut that and i was like "Fucking don't you dare <laughs> like, that was that was good that demo is so painfully me and that's what we wanted to capture kind of no so. it, it, yeah
2: perfect it was definitely perfect uh yeah. the, one of the other things i wanted to ask you was um, how do you approach challenges defining finding certain sounds and designing amps and effects pedals, but while keeping them versatile in the huge color spectrum of music styles that are present today? Hmm.
1: That's tough. Cause it's always hard for me when I'm, when I'm starting out on a project like, the, so the Micronaut, for instance, mm-hmm. um, when I started designing it, I couldn't decide if I wanted it to be a little Swiss army knife, like it kind of ended up as. Or if I wanted it to be way more focused and driven and appeal to one kind of genre and one, like, just do the, do the driven thing. You know, uh, everyone told me, Oh, maybe don't add cleans because you already have your bigger amps and it might, it might kill sales with your bigger amps. Cause that's kind of the Swiss army knife. And I was like, well, it would be really cool to add because no one else is really doing it. None of, none of the other, you know, small amps have a lot of headroom. So I wanted to do that and um that decision it took a while and i kind of had to make both and see what i liked better um but it is it's kind of from a business perspective i get like having focused products that that appeal to one area because it might get more attention in that area instead of just, Oh, you can do anything with this. Like it seems unrealistic to think that all of my products will just cover all the ground, you know, but Mm -hmm. I have a tendency to whatever I'm working on. I want to make it the best it can be. And I want to be able to enjoy it if it were the only thing I had, you know? Mm -hmm. So I kind of approach it that way. Like not everyone's going to have a silk tone amp and an Astro and a Micronaut and a fuzz pedal and whatever, so I kind of want it to make whichever one you have, you can, you can cover a lot of ground with. So you
0: know, that's I, where I the with way them. the way I see it with amps and like big amps and small amps is that some of the people who have that big amp are going to also want the small amp. But if you're only getting a small amp because you live in an apartment right. or can't spend as much yeah. like there, there might, I'm not sure there's as much cannibalization there as yeah. people think there is. I think this is this could be an entryway into a bigger amp or it could be an addendum something you have with the bigger amp. But right. I, I just don't think a lot of people are going to be like, Oh, should I get the big one or should I get the small one? They're right. different audiences.
1: Totally. You know? And that's, that's the decision I kind of landed on. And that's why we, yeah, that's why I packed everything I could in into it just to make it, if it, and that's the thing I, I've been so surprised with the response. Like, I'm getting a lot of new customers that have never had like a boutique amp before. They mm-hmm. they've never had a hand wired amp before. They're used to, you know, the Yamaha boxes at Guitar Center and stuff, which are fine and get the job done. But they, it's blowing everyone away. Like I'm getting so many. I've never had people not to toot my own horn or anything. It's just very weird to me. Like people are calling me and like thanking me for designing it. They're like, is this Charles? Thank you so much for putting this out there or emails. And so many customers are like, this is, this is insane. I never knew it would be this good. And yeah, it it blows me away that you packed this much into it. And it's my first, it's my first tube amp or it's my first boutique amp or whatever. It's, it totally was not expecting that came out of left field.
0: Yeah, I mean this this amp really took a lot of people by storm, I think. And you don't usually see that much attention on a a smaller amp. Right. I don't feel like I feel like it got more attention than I've seen from just a lot of amps in general.
1: It it's absolutely took off more than any it's been the most successful product as a whole of ours so far so and it got more response so it's it's cool i'm really proud of it it's my favorite amp now like i i am guilty of needing a bigger amp i i don't like to use it by itself all the time but i have access to all that stuff but it's always in my chain like even when i use the bigger amps it's now it's at the front of it you know so yeah it's it does a thing that the other ones can't quite do um so yeah there's there's a little overlap, but there's still uniqueness from, from each amp also, you know? So yeah.
0: Yeah. They're, I mean, they're course,
2: unique.
0: Yeah. I mean, of course, like brands would rather always sell their higher, higher end, more expensive product, but like if you sell, like you can sell four or five of the, the more affordable product for every one person who's going to buy the more expensive one. Yeah. I just, I, I think that, you still want to push as from a marketing perspective, you still want to make people like want that bigger thing and then they'll settle for something, settle. They'll, right. they'll go for something kind of more downline as far as a product goes and then have that as that thing that they want someday. Yeah. And when people, again, when people decide they need or want a bigger amp, they're going to probably going to think of Tone pretty, pretty quickly.
1: Right. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of what I've been seeing. And it's, it's gotten, exposure for all the other products like across the board too so it's been that's been nice just getting the um getting the word out there like our fuzzes took off again and yeah yeah
2: yeah and that's really great because again one product doesn't take away from the whole sometimes yeah. one product can sh- cast a light on the rest of what you have so it's not really a well if i do this then no one will buy this and as right. you know obviously both you and emily said there are people kind of like that have smaller spaces or don't have room for like a bunch of amps like in my situation which i'm more buying of like effects pedals because they're space saving and yeah. i don't have that many like guitars or like amps a smaller for, you know kind of uh, amp would probably be the best scenario for me because I don't have that much room. And just to have those type of tones in like a small, compact, essentially portable situation if ever I needed, like that's perfect. It's accessible. Yeah, it's accessible versus something that's more boutique, which is a little bit sometimes out of certain people's reach. But it's a good introductory to someone's like, hey, like this is really great. What else did they have? What else does this open up for me in possibility?
1: Right. That's why I like the idea of making them work together also. Oh, cool. You have the Micronaut. When you get the Soapdome app, plug it into it, you know? So (laughs) it's, yeah, it's been cool that way.
0: Yeah. I mean, the the flexibility and just that, that's something you don't always see in Mm -hmm. little amps. I can't think of really many other examples where I would even think Uh about like doing the line out from one amp into another. Right simply wouldn't and like blending it, them like maybe some it's like some oregano yeah like human <laughs> but yeah
1: and it doesn't not, usually yeah. sound all that great because it's just then you're just overdriving a preamp section at, at one point and I, I don't know how they all work specifically you know aside from mine but i know we're the first ones to do it this way so and it sounded a lot better than the other lineouts that i tried <laughs>
0: So. Is it something that you that's patentable?
1: Um, maybe I don't. I didn't really. Yeah, I didn't really uh, visit that. Get, nah, I don't.
0: Jump
2: on it. Jump. I don't
1: it. think so. <laughs> Shit, I should maybe look into it. <laughs> but uh, it it's hard to patent circuits just because it's. It seems weird to. Yeah, it's just kind of weird to patent circuits, just because it's kind of stuff that's been done before, but you're just using it in a different context. You know, mm. I don't really know what I would patent. So
0: you'd be surprised. There, there are some patents that definitely should not have been patented. I'm yeah. thinking about like the pedal train slotted pedal board patent that oh, they had. Right. Yeah, the like f- give give me a fucking break. <laughs> All these patent trolls, like from. Yeah. Early internet, like making something that they, they basically patent, being able to open an email on a computer or something like that. Now they yeah. just say fucking sue everybody. You're like, oh, just shit. wait
1: and sue people. Yeah,
0: yeah. I like people who create and then just let it exist. Like, uh, yeah. My my favorite example is uh the the sci-fi author Heinlein invented the waterbed. And just didn't patent it because he didn't want to sell water beds.
2: <laughs> oh, really?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's literally described in like Stranger in a Strange Landers. That that was high, oh, right?
2: Wow. Yeah, that those things were weird. Uh,
0: my true. my family
2: had one of those, and yeah, they they get holes, and you have to patch them, and <laughs> it's interesting.
0: Yeah, yeah. He described uh, a hydraulic bed in Stranger in a Strange Land. The pat yeah. the patient floated in the flexible skin of the hydraulic bed. Yeah, he basically described a waterbed. Yeah. I'm yeah. really. thinking about it in the lowrider sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he actually, I guess he prophesized the modern waterbed. He obviously never built one. I, it doesn't seem like something I would want. Yeah. No. I actually kind of prefer a bed to have like a little bounce. Like, I don't even like the all foam ones. I don't like sinking into a thing or like feeling... My grandfather had one, so I've, like, laid in one. I hate. It was, like, yeah. a novel. It was a pretty novel thing, but I you know, don't get it. Sorry to anybody who There were
1: who a few, there were few around growing up, but mm-hmm. that's weird. That kind of reminds me of a conversation, though. You're talking about prophesizing a waterbed. Um, And maybe this is too weird and deep to get into, but fuck it. Let's, you know. I'm, I'm open to here. weird. Just look yeah, at my uh, channel. <laughs> yeah. the. Uh, I was talking with a friend the other day about how strange it is when things are written and then happen in real life like the um the whole the whole um the train derailment in ohio i don't know if you guys yeah. have heard about recently yeah it being like the east palestine plot. yeah and it's the plot of that white noise movie that just came yep. out like that came yeah, out and is. then it oh, happened like that was down to the, the area. area
0: yeah that was yeah. really near to there like that... right
1: there And it happened and it's happening now. And then we were talking about like what, um, the book called, um, Oh, what was it? The wreck of the Titan or something like that. Oh, and then like the
0: Titanic, basically the, this huge luxury line of the movie that came out, uh, it's a plot of a book that came out in like the early 1900s. Yeah.
1: And then shortly afterwards, it it happens. The Titanic happens. Yeah. So that's fucking bizarre. Self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah, it reminds me of, like, Matrix shit, or, like, I don't know if you guys saw Westworld, but the last season where um, Dolores is, like, writing the, the, um, just, like, the backstories for, for characters that she thinks she's working on, but it's actually real people (laughs) that she's writing their life to, and it's like, fuck, that's,
0: that's bizarre. (laughs) My favorite things like that are all from 30 Rock. 30 Rock predicted so much stuff. Like Simpsons. in the age in the age of Simpsons too, but the in the yeah. age of like streaming, there's there's essentially a MILF Island show. And that was predicted on 30 Rock. They talked about Bill Cosby and probably Harvey Weinstein before all that news broke. But like that's like, you know that they knew. yeah <laughs> But things like there are other like 30 Rock let me look up Thirty Rock predictions, but tons of Simpson ones too. Yeah. Things 30 rock predicted.
1: Yeah. I wonder <laughs> if they're willing it into existence or just yeah, have Hey,
0: the
2: universe uh, is listening. Some insider <laughs> uh, info.
0: The joke density in that show is so high that inevitably things you joke about kind of become real sometimes. But they like brought would bring in stand-up comedians to like read through the scripts and add more joke density to it. Yeah. But let's uh James Franco's the interview. That was apparently predicted. Oh, in a 2010 episode, he said he's gonna be in a role that would be deemed, quote, too provocative for America. Oof. That's that was the interview. God. <laughs> uh, Surgeon General appointment. Um, okay, that's not as funny. Steve Austin's campaign. <laughs> huh
1: it's kind of like a bigger version of like when you're talking about something and then see it on your instagram feed you know yeah you're kind of willing it into the ai (laughs) so
2: yeah maybe we're just in a big
1: ai and
2: maybe writing books
0: big 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 ai (laughs) yeah yeah uh harriet bill yeah bill cosby's on here cable town oh yeah that was a joke but um 30 rock named it when cable town building and then comcast turned 30 rockefeller into the comcast building yeah so they literally 30 rock did predict that one that, that's that's <laughs> yeah, pretty yeah, on it? the nose <laughs> and then vine and quibi uh yeah where each episode is only 10 seconds long and can only be viewed on the internet so that actually was two things. That was Vine, I guess it was kinda of TikTok. Vine, yeah. And it was what I think it was Tubi i think Tubi was the what was the channel where every show was like really, really short and you could only watch it on your phone. And it failed immediately. But there was a show I wanted to watch on it so badly that was like um House Hunters or like Flip or Flop or something, but for like paranormal houses like haunted oh like it was like it was like selling sunset, but it was like haunted houses. Oh my god, I would watch that.
2: I know I wanted to short. watch it so badly. Yeah, they were like really
0: short. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. My husband told me about it, mm-hmm. but yeah, Simpsons like the Simpsons is eerie, but it's been around for so long. Again, they oh make yeah, so of many course, jokes about things.
1: Yeah, I bring up the Simpsons did it thing a, a lot. I, like
0: I, me too. <laughs> yeah,
1: people always try and do new things, and it's oh, Simpsons already did it, but.
0: because how long is that how long has that show been on the air oh my god
1: exactly of course of course they've done everything
0: (laughs) yeah how many episodes episodes
2: oh my god like that thing has run for like
0: what 30 years 740 episodes fuck this is 34th season it's like the ash ketchum thing he never they never grow up <laughs> oh what everybody wants a 10 year old with 25 years of experience yes.
1: <laughs> right i remember being a kid and thinking the simpsons had been around forever and realizing now it had just come out
0: <laughs> i mean really, you really we're weird. about the same age aren't we i'm 33
1: i'm, I'm 37
0: Okay, um, so pr- I, I mean, I pretty much, <laughs> it's <laughs> been it's been on TV pretty much the whole time you've been watching TV. Yep, it's
2: yeah. been on my whole life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's nuts.
0: 18, There's a few of them getting up
2: so. there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, speaking uh, uh, speaking no. of things that are crazy, Charles, do you have an inner monologue?
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I do. Uh, I always find it weird to find out when people don't <laughs> and uh yeah i'm my head is constantly talking to itself like i'm me too I, I repeat conversations in my head uh events through the day how it could have gone differently yeah constant <laughs> constant back and forth conversation every decision i make is like the fucking choice of the holy grail like which which one to choose like yes. i have to get a burrito and argue with myself for 30 minutes whether or not a, a, a cheeseburger would be better so uh yeah.
0: I, I don't understand yeah. how people think like wh- what's it like to think without an internal monologue i got to imagine oh gosh my screen i have to imagine it's kind of like what i imagine and a pet thinks it like and i'm just like i feel really bad saying that but like if you're not dialoguing everything like how are you processing i just that's the thing yeah. i just i literally don't understand so what? i think about like my cat a lot obviously doesn't have language Like in the way that we do. So I'm like, I wonder how she Mm. thinks. And I kinda wonder the same the same question about people who don't have inner monologues. I'm like, so do you just like is it all visual? Because like I don't feel like my husband's a particularly like visual person, but he doesn't have an inner monologue. I i'm so confused by it like yeah,
2: mine mine carlos doesn't either and i'm like how do you do things he's like i just do things so i was like wait so you don't think through scenarios and the possibilities of things going right or preventative you just kind of it just ends up
0: being some sort of like damage control <laughs> like does he, <laughs> I talk I wanna... huh? does he talk to himself like do people with inner monologues talk to themselves like out um, loud yeah
1: Oh, right. Because they can't internally. So out loud, do they? Is that why people practice in the mirror sometimes?
2: Maybe. I don't know. I mean, as far as inner monologue go, like. Anytime I ask or talk to, I guess, myself as I problem solve or like whatever, because my brain never shuts off either, like it doesn't answer me in the same way. Like, let's say you and I are having a conversation. It replies to me in kind of like cinematic film response, whereas if I asked it, you know, should we do this today or get these supplies, it'll then kind of give me a scenario of if we do said thing these are the things that could happen and then like Doctor Strange looking around I have to think about the best case scenario in those kind of like multiple choice like views of the scenario that it gave me and I'm like okay yeah maybe we can go at A (laughs)
1: yeah it sounds so peaceful to not have one
2: it does (laughs) uh, oh my god
1: but also lonely (laughs) uh, do you remember speaking of the simpsons again there was one Mm -hmm. episode that pops into my head whenever i talk about this kind of stuff but it goes it the camera pans i forget what the situation is but it shows everyone's thoughts on on the topic and it shows bart and he's thinking some some bart shit and it shows (laughs) lisa and marge and then it cuts to Homer, and it and he's just going uh, na 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 na, 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 na. <laughs> and that's all that's in his head. So yeah. is it just like that all the
0: time? <laughs> I don't know. I also sing to myself in my head a lot, though. Like oh, all the time, yeah, all yeah. the time. It's just constant. It's pretty constant. It's like oh, I don't actually need to be listening to music to like hear the music yeah. and in like a lot of detail. Yeah, but then I'm just like. I remember talk, my, my, talking to my therapist and she's like, well, you don't like meditating. I'm like, no, I find it really stressful. And that's apparently not a weird yeah. reaction I, to have to meditation is to just get anxiety from it, uh, which is just fantastic. Just a fantastic <laughs> problem to have. <laughs> but yeah, uh, she's I like, can't. well, have you tried listening to music and just focusing on one instrument at a time? I'm like, that is how I fucking listen to music. I don't know yeah. what you talking about. Like, I'm a guitarist. I am obviously just listening to the guitar part. for most of it and then maybe i'll go back and then i'll listen to the drum part i'm not listening to everything at once very often it's very rare for me um i don't are you are you guys like that or is that weird am i weird (laughs) i i kind of
1: hear everything at once yeah i I hear hear everything
2: at the same (laughs) time usually like if i do multiple listens then i can hear certain elements of it but yeah i can't do meditation either like yeah in a quiet place like my brain won't shut off it'll be like hey What do you think of this? Leave me alone. (laughs) Like, I don't want to think about that said thing from five years ago. Why are you asking me this now? We're trying to be calm and quiet and like, you know, detach from everything. But no,
0: really, what about this thing? Like, no, leave me alone. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I've gotten a lot better at pushing out that kind of stuff because I just remind myself, I'm like, nobody fucking remembers that embarrassment. No one does. Yeah. No one remembers what you did. And if they're still thinking about that like years later, then they're fucking weird just
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah they're the they're weird weirder
0: weirder than i am like remember that time emily did that embarrassing why no (laughs) why and why are you thinking about it now
1: yeah why did that stick with you what the fuck
0: it's like it's yeah. like when people talk about like transgender people or gay people any weird like kind of like well which one's the, like that kind of stuff like it's that something you <laughs>
1: well who's the husband
0: <laughs> yeah. i like is that something you ponder with frequency <laughs> because i don't think about like yeah. i don't i don't wonder why i don't wonder i don't wonder no. about that stuff do you I'm like and why And maybe you should ask yourself why do you get <laughs> Why are you thinking no about that? no well, i don't i don't wonder that
2: at all like i have friends who are trans but i don't just ask these questions i wouldn't ask this to straight
0: people like why I would don't, i ask this because I, I don't think about it no.
1: they must not have internal monologues so they can't ask themselves no filter. so they just want to know that nobody's ever told i've never been able to think about this before they're saying it out loud for the first time oh. it's the first time it's Christ,
0: out. google it oh my god <laughs> yeah no shit like, That's the things funny. that people ask me sometimes, like, oh just as, as a woman on the internet, it's like, oh, God forbid. <laughs> just like a random, like a weird question. I'm like, I, I get, I get like some weird ones. I promptly delete them. I'm like, oh, bye. What's the
1: weirdest, <laughs> what's the weirdest shit you've ever been asked?
0: Man, that I don't know. you comfortable repeating? <laughs> you know, I, I kind of push it away like it doesn't i don't simmer on it very much yeah. i'm sure that like as soon as we get off this call i'll be like oh yeah that one time i got that really weird fucking comment <laughs> a lot of a lot of his commentary like yeah. uh, a while back some guy and this is such a weird situation it was a very old demo and like i guess i stuck my tongue out at some point during the demo like i got excited <sighs> I was like yeah kind of thing and the, this guy tells me like Piece of advice from an anonymous stranger: Stop sticking your tongue out. It's trashy and low class. Like, and I just responded no with the tongue out emoji. Um, Perfect. And then, and then, of course, I i kind of like, who the who, the fucking audacity of this man? He's like yeah. he's like a fucking Harry Krishna, like Hari Krishna, like all like all of his videos on his page are like Hari Krishna videos. I'm like, did I just get like? Do his by a by a Hari Krishna? Yeah. <laughs> like, are, I, are I you guys, I thought I thought y'all were like, don't give a fuck about things. Like I just, I guess yeah. I don't know much about Hari Krishna. That's so confusing to me now. I was like,
2: <laughs> it's no, like if you believe this or practice this, why
0: would you do this? I I, think I was like <laughs> googling. Are 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 Krishnas like live and let live kind of people, or do they have like some weird like? tenants of living their lives that i'm just very unaware of because like i've not again just something i'll think about a lot (laughs) yeah
1: i got um that reminds me of a time um when my dude ryan worked here uh he it was at the height of covid and and he was masked up and we so we we would work with masks on and stuff and i recorded a just a small clip for instagram of him playing guitar and he and he had a mask on because we were in the Mm. room together and it went over fine. Nobody said anything except for one fucking dickhead. And uh, and he goes on and just blasts him in the comments like, take the fucking mask off, pussy. And this and that. Just like all this crap. And I was like, who the fuck is this guy? Who who goes on and, and just blasts a random person in the comments that they have no idea about? And I dove into the dude's profile. And like the second to last thing he had posted was – be cool to everyone because you never know what's what's happening in their life behind the scenes
0: yeah now he's calling some guy a pussy for wearing a
1: mask (laughs) so i commented back and uh i commented back and just quoted that to him and was like sounds familiar (laughs) and uh and he blocked me and deleted his comment so
0: they can they can dish it but they can't take it yeah yeah that's true and like just the um, embarrassment that man must have felt is going to keep me going for the rest of the day like i hope that (laughs)
1: that stitched with him i hope
0: yeah because because he he didn't want (laughs) anyone else to give him shit but he doesn't care and that's that's a lot of people man like (laughs) uh, there's there's actually one time you know i don't know if you know this about me but normally when someone responds to something mean i don't I'm, i don't sass back i just said thanks for watching
1: <laughs> right. i did
0: that once to a guy he like he left a mean comment i just said thanks for watching and <laughs> immediately he responded like that was mean i'm sorry you didn't deserve that you seem really cool and yeah. like it was like a complete like 180 just for not razzing him back i'm like yeah oh.
1: that's so normally
0: yeah normally it just kind of makes him sh- shut the fuck up a little bit yeah. like but, um, that guy, I wasn't expecting someone to ever come back and be like, Oh, oh, I'm sorry, yeah, like, oh.
1: yeah, it's just attention seeking behavior
2: that's so. that's really what it is is projection uh it's either attention seeking uh kind of behavior or it's projecting whatever it is going on in their life, and they're
0: just looking to target someone
2: to it at. Yeah. I always
0: say like you have to be like the people who leave these comments they're they're miserable. Like, the, like you don't, you don't, you're not that mean if you're happy, if you're truly happy. My husband actually disagrees on this one. He's like, I know a lot of people who seem very happy and they are like <laughs> fucking assholes. I'm like, but they're not because they would, they're they're, They would be, have be, be more secure. Like the happiest people I know, the biggest thing is they're very secure in who they are and they don't feel the need to piss on other people. Like I, I thought I was happy and then. I, like I, I had mean thoughts about people and i had to like completely fucking reprogram my brain to stop like stop thinking mean things about strangers and and i realized <laughs> as i as i stopped like s- quietly judging people for like what they were wearing or whatever what they were listening to like i stopped thinking like being worried that people were judging me on shit and Damn. it was very freeing and like, like I've, I've actually i've talked about my husband about this before but like like are you worried that people are like talking about you in public because i promise they're not and if they are that's weird it's weird behavior on <laughs> their part not yours right yeah yeah that's I, just kind of where i land on it
2: yeah and even in like in my case it's the case of You know, as far as I always have this concern of like when people are friends with me and things like that, where it's always what you can do for them. And as soon as like you're not useful, they pretty much discard you or something. That's always my fear when I connect or interact with people. That's pretty much what I you know, always have lingering in my mind. Are they really, or is it what I can provide to them? And I always have to push that thought away, which I know there are people that care about me. There are people that truly connect with me. And that's really my fears, which is speaking my, I guess, avoidant or fear of attachment, because if someone hurts me, then yeah, I feel it more intensely than if I am at arm's length with people if that scenario happens, I'm less affected by it. So yeah, it is something that you have to train your brain and the anxiety or fears. That's really what's trying to take the wheel and just like, no, 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 we're, I'm going to drive, please. Like this isn't what's happening. This is some imaginary thing you're painting right now. These people actually do care. It's not that you're creating scenarios that don't exist please leave me alone
0: <laughs> and if right. that does happen then they're just assholes exactly yeah. and there's not a lot like i think no, you and i you can't were... do anything about yeah.
2: it yeah so, on. every once in a
0: while i'm like why am i letting this person hurt me yeah it's, it's not always about letting because some a lot of that stuff is really kind of inevitable like you're gonna feel mm. hurt about things and of that's course. normal it's stage of like... grief <laughs> and then when you step back you're like why am i like that's mm. they can't hurt me any more than they already have like I, I I do believe that like the worst things have already happened in our brains a lot of the time yes, the worst things already happened in some of these, and then that's like well I, yeah. again, I could get, probably not no, and again, it's some
2: of the things that again I've talked to you Charles, about it in the fa- in the frame of you know, if you have someone that does you know, impact you in some way negative, you don't take that and apply it to everyone else. You don't start to see shadows and everybody, every possibility, because then you tarnish those relationships and you can't then focus on the good of the people that are there so because you can't let this one scenario or things that happen in your life tarnish your outlook because then you're looking through a mirror clouded darkly and that's really not the real perception of the world and i think it's really you have to hold on to this perception of everyone is inherently good just sometimes things change people change reason season lifetime and whatever will be will be things change it's fine
1: Yeah, I I agree. And it's hard. I I understand where you're coming from about people um, wanting to or just whether they actually like you or not. And it's like, I, I know a lot of people that don't particularly it's like, do they do they? are they a friend or do they just need a friend and they're very selfish about it? You know what I mean? Or something of me. Yeah. Or there's something
2: I can provide them. Yeah.
1: Right. There's a lot of one-sided relationships. Oh shit.
0: That's going to haunt me.
1: It's tough. Yeah. That's what it is. No, Um, but you're
0: right. You're right.
1: Yeah. And, 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 how much does that matter? Like, should every relationship be completely reciprocal and 50, 50, like that's, no. that's, that's ridiculous to think also, like of there's course. always going to be one person that puts in a little more effort. Yeah. Like, any, any friendship or relationship. I'm, it just, yeah. it, you got to find that line that, where it's okay with you or not. And yeah. like other people, there's certain people that I don't hang out with unless I hit them up to hang out and they're happy to hang out when I do. It's just we're different type of people to where, one person doesn't initiate. There's other people that only hit me up. And it's just, that's just a dynamic you have with people. No, and, I, uh, I agree
2: with that. I have something very yeah. similar. I kind of distanced myself of the year to see, cause I'm more of like initiator, like giver kind of person. So mm. like in one year I did that less and I noticed there was less people reaching back. So it was like, right. okay, I am the person that initiates. I accept that. That's my role. That's fine. Right. I learned that through that yeah. experiment you owned it yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah it doesn't mean
1: yeah it doesn't mean that they're any less your friend or anything no. like that it's just that's just the the role that, that's how it is sometimes
0: <laughs> yeah. i once told a boyfriend yeah. i felt like if i stopped calling you i would just never seeing you see you again and i was right <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> i i am the trash kind of took a trash kind of took itself out on that one <laughs> yeah yeah fuck it, it just, oh it, yeah it, it,
2: it just made room for Rick to come through. That's
0: all. <laughs> that's yeah. true. I promptly ghosted like three other guys. <laughs> Whoops! Yeah. I was a catch when I was twenty-two. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Ghosting is so funny. Like there, it, it's the easiest thing to do, and it, it's such a dick move. <laughs> it
0: is. It so is. Sometimes it's that. just. Sometimes it's an accident, but sometimes people know what they're doing i've yeah. been i've been ghosted in recent memory and i was like why right,
1: right. <laughs> what a, why what, what happened?
0: happened i thought I, I oh thought, <laughs> yeah. oh man i went out with a
1: girl one time um and it was I was in a really bad spot. It was probably oh. the worst date she had ever been on. Like I only had enough money for drinks and like had to split dinner afterwards and it was fine. It was just not expected. And we, <laughs> we just talked about like my ex girlfriend and cats the whole time. Oh. And, <laughs> and, then, the and it, good.
0: it the was a part, total, yeah.
1: it was a total rebound thing. And I was just like totally not in a good spot in my life. Oh. And, uh, I remember hitting her up a few days later and was like, Hey, that was fun. We should do it again. And she was like, yeah, I'm not that into it, dude. Sorry. Uh, not going to happen. And I was like, Holy shit. Like, thank you so much for
2: closure <laughs> telling
1: me that and being up front. I appreciate yeah. it. My feelings weren't hurt. I was like, I get it. Sometimes yeah. it works. Sometimes it doesn't. And I told myself I would never be indirect with anyone again in like that kind of situation, just because Same. of how, how fucking easy it was to, to like split and get over it instead just of like rip off the she, yeah, she bailed yeah. on me this one time but blah 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 like yeah it was, it was funny. i
0: feel like to truly ghost you have to ignore completely ignore one to two messages a person sends i think two i think if you send one message and never follow up it could literally just be like forgetting forgot it yeah, yeah. Just that's forgot what i think too
2: yeah multitasking yeah. it happens i saw yeah. it
0: i didn't you didn't feel like following up either. So yeah. Um, right. well, we've been going for a <laughs> bit. So, Charles, where can people find you? What should people know about you? Give us your elevator. Mm. Feel. Yeah.
1: Um I'm easy to get a hold of on Instagram or through email or the phone number on the website is my phone. Feel free to text me or anything like that. I'm the one that answers calls. I'm the one that answers DMs. So if you need to talk to Silktone, you get me, you know, I, I, I played a joke on someone one time and, uh, I told my dudes, it, it's weird because I'll tell customers to call me if they have a question. And I feel like they never do because they always think of us as a bigger company than we are. And, uh, I feel like when someone calls, they're going to get someone that's like, Silk Tone. this is my, how can I help you? <laughs> you
0: know.
1: <laughs> so I started answering the phone that way.
0: <laughs> yeah. and, Did you uh, Really?
1: yeah and people were oh thrown for a minute and they were like oh hi, hi i just had a question about this and i'd start laughing and tell them <laughs> it was me oh it, it usually went well <laughs> but but yeah um silktone www.silktone.org or instagram at silktone amps those are the best ways
0: nice cool yeah. um well everybody out there please like comment subscribe review on itunes all this other kind of stuff you know, the, the stuff. We have a Patreon at patreon.com slash getoffset for as little as $5 a month. You get access to our exclusive Discord server, which is fun. I have lowered the price of the shirt with my dumb face on it to $27 <laughs> at popular request. <laughs> <laughs> it had been I, 50 I already <laughs> sold one. <laughs>
1: oh, my God. I didn't know about this. I need one. I need one oh, <laughs> you in your God, life now. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Oh jeez. what have I done? What have I done? It's it's literally called the Emily Dumb Face shirt. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, but I've I've sold one. It's available in multiple colors. It's, I'm just gonna put one in the chat in the ZenCaster. So yeah, you can see that. There we That's go. it. It's got my little frowny face. It's so great. I don't, I don't remember what was happening when this uh screenshot got pulled. I think. Like my computer went into sleep mode or something, and I frowned at it. I think it was Hondo Felder's idea for me to make it a shirt, also. Amazing. That's Are you looking at weird. it? Yeah. <laughs> if, you zoom in, if you zoom in on the face, it's not even just a frown, it's like, ooh, kind of look <laughs> at Oh my god. This bl- fine <laughs> This is, is actually from your... the demo of the American Vintage 2 Jazz Master, so it might have just been an issue with the guitar that made me upset. Oh,
1: no. I hope you sell uh, a ton of those.
0: I hope I sell more than one. There is, There are officially two in the wild. Ben, formerly of Dwarfcraft Devices, has one as well. I'm
1: going to have to get one to wear it to Nam
0: oh god okay sure that's fine he'll be like what the fuck is that i didn't i didn't even put the logo on it it's just like some weird
1: Some um, someone who's,
0: who's that dumb bitch yeah <laughs> yeah for sure it's like don't know who this is fuck not who's that?
1: Who's that low class trashy bitch with her tongue <laughs> out?
2: <laughs> low class oh trashy bitch, <laughs> wiggling her tongue at me. <laughs> yeah. Some people,
0: some people uh, like that. I don't know. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, everybody out there, thanks for watching slash listening. Thanks for understanding. Until next time, my name is Emily. I'm Joan of Arc. That's Charles.
1: I'm Charles. Yeah. See <laughs> <Sorry>. You uh, seeing <laughs>
0: you. Bye.